When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. The truth is out there, and here, who knows, but either way, we are opening up the Bloom Files here on Post Show Recaps, and X-Files First Watch slash Rewatch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Mike Bloom here with three words to greet you on this post-holiday podcast. Angela, hello, you. Um, was that three words? I'm assuming so. <laughs> um, yeah, those are specifically the three words of this episode. Yeah, exactly. That's what was written on the CD. Those were the secret passwords to all the secrets. Yeah. Do you remember those CDs that were like white on the front so that you could write on them? And do you oh, remember yeah. writing like every title of the songs that you would put on your mix CD? See, sometimes I would do that. Other times I would just title it like, oh, you know, because there was also sometimes... There was the case that you put it in. There was like liner on the back yeah, that you would yeah. write the tracks on. A lot of the times you were just buying like a big old, big old set. Oh yeah, big old spindle, of uh, spindle of them. Yeah. So apologies, uh, by the way, if we had been gone for as long as those CDs. So have. sorry. Uh, listen, stuff gets in the way. There was a Survivor finale. There was a Witcher premiere. There was a hit. There was a holiday. There was a major worldwide holiday. Uh, excuse me, not worldwide, but. <laughs> I mean, fairly, so fairly wide around the world. I guess I would count. Yeah, it, as it that. was the holiday season. Do, it's do, the do. holiday season, <laughs> and we do have a two-year-old that has been in our watch, uh, <laughs> in our watch, in our in our care, yeah, right there on our wrist, exclusively in our, watch. in our care, not in daycare, killing us slowly <laughs> with his song. He yeah. sings a lot of songs. He does sing a lot of songs. Um, anyway, we are talking about season eight, mm-hmm. episode, episode sixteen, episode sixteen. And we 18. we jumped. Pretty far down, um, but you know. But we, but we just did fourteen and fifteen, so it's like yeah, yeah. We're just continuing towards the end of the season because we're sort of trying to get through uh, a bit of a slog. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. we've we've talked about this since the beginning. Season eight and season nine are tough because yeah. there's a lot being introduced that you just don't necessarily care about. Just it's weird. Yeah. Is is sort of like what I'm experiencing now because now we're in this awkward phase of Where he, Okay, Mulder's yeah. back. Yeah, cuz David Duchovny left, but then they convinced him to come back for 11 episodes, so he's back. Yeah, but he now, wants to leave. 
but they won't let him leave. Except now, at least by the end of these, this batch of two episodes, they'll give him sort of an, an, an out-and-out out, reason yeah. to leave. But yeah, it is this sort of odd thing where... And then there's also, you know, this involvement where, yeah, it's a sort of a three-headed monster, but now they're sort of phasing Gillian Anderson out as well, using the canonical in-character thing, right, of, oh, she's going on maternity leave. Yeah. So it's this sort of this odd question of... Okay, wait, who... What is the show about? Who's, it, who's in the well, X-Files so now? the thing was, they were trying to phase Jillian Anderson out because the idea for season nine was that it would just be John Doggett and Monica Reyes. So, like, for for that to happen, Jillian Anderson will have to, like, have a baby and leave, and yeah. Mulder will have to believe, and so, like, they can't just be, like... <laughs> leave reoccur- and believe. They just can't... They can't be, like, these reoccurring characters, whereas right. season eight has been, like, Mulder's in the zeitgeist... The actor is just not present. Right. So. Occasionally, they'll cut to him on a table with a bunch of hooks in his face, but that's about yes, it. Yes, but now he's back. And then... From out of space. Yeah, so in this episode, we're sort of left with the impression that Kirsch will not let him leave at this point. Because mm-hmm. he wants to resign. Right. Right? I think so. He no, wants well, to resign. Which episode are you talking about? The first one. The first one, it's that he is yeah he's a, he's like working back at the FBI but he's not allowed to go into the X-Files. Yeah, so basically. he so he's basically like okay, I quit and he's like no no no, you don't quit. But then he's also like sneaking into the X-Files anyway and that's how we get into the second episode. Yes, exactly. Like you can't keep him away from it. He found it. Can't keep thing. a molder away from the X-Files. Can't keep a good molder down. All right, let, let's get into three words because Ugh. fight oh. the Future. Fight the Future opens on a fun note here. Uh, some of you have heard this before in the past 365 days. Someone infiltrates the White House. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but this is sort of, I think this is still pre-9-11. Uh, yes. Yeah, because it's early 2001. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, I do think things are not quite where they are security-wise. Like, this lacks... Like well, so he, there's he a makes lot of a good like seventy yards. This in is there. also like not a common thing that you see nowadays, where you can like stand in front of the fence like to yeah, yeah. the degree that people were. I don't like. I don't think you can still do that. I like, imagine I th- not. I think it's much more like further away from the actual fence because people are like right up against the fence. Like, just I don't know what they're doing. Whether they're protesting yeah. or they're just like looking at the know. gates. But it's, it's such a weird scene because then also like yeah, he just uh, like pole vaults over the fence and, and then a bunch of people just start taking pictures and nobody stops him for a while and it's like hello well yeah but anybody I, they also assume that like that's again the the idea of before, pre 9-11 like they're like oh he's just a prankster you know like i don't think people think one sole guy jumping the fence of the white house it was gonna be anything wow simpler times truly but they uh a bunch of security guards catch this guy and, and like, he shoots him down well no he shoots himself uh, <laughs> they capture him he shoots himself and then he says i just Needed to get this to the president. Needs to know the aliens are taking over. Yeah, and he hands him a CD that says Fight the Future. And you're like, okay, guess we're back to that movie. So David Duchovny is back, but it's not without scars, both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. He's got to wear, like, the putty that simulates, yeah, yeah. right? Like, the hooks that were in his face. Those and the three, big, like, little things that going down his That pizza cutter cheek. that went down his chest. Disgusting, but he is. They say his scars are repairing himself. Yeah, and he's in perfect health. And they, yeah, that's the thing. They say that he no longer has this debilitating brain disease that he had previously. Yep. That was causing him to like have seizures and like die. And, and that occasional couple of episodes, right, where he like uh, was able to see the future. Yes, exactly. So he doesn't have that anymore. Convenient, um, and his body's in perfect health, healing itself. So great uh, for him. Talk about timeliness. A great Austin Powers reference yes. from Mulder yes. as well. <laughs> yeah, you love that. You love Austin Powers. I mean, listen, you're you actually I think quote Austin Powers more than I do. Um, I do because I know you like it. 
Thank you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, really I can't say that. Wife. I can't say that I think about it as much, but I do think about it in the context of things you do because you've mentioned it once or twice. Yeah, baby. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, Mulder now admits, like, "Hey, that's great, but I don't know what my life is." Anymore. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, "I don't know what I'm doing," um, and I do feel bad because Scully's like trying to keep him safe, and he's doing literally everything to be unsafe. Yeah, he's <laughs> like basically like, "Hey, thanks for saving me," but well, because uh, he doesn't remember the. I mean, he barely. I don't think he has a huge memory of the last whatever many months that he was right. gone. Because otherwise, he would be less quippy, I think, and yeah. a little bit more PTSD. And so that's the thing is I know that that of course the always reliable Spencer wrote this into us as well that I know people were not happy in the moment that again this is the episode after they you know they find him, find him yeah. that like there's a surprisingly not a lot of dedication to Mulder sort of handling when he went through the ship. Yeah. So like, all right, back to the usual. I just got a couple holes in me. Yeah. And he's very like, he makes his like quippy remarks and Mm -hmm. he's being very funny and he's not very serious. And I think that he's like playing like very avant-garde, like not avant-garde, like, um, what am I trying to say? Avant-garde. No, like uh, cavalier. Cavalier. Like very avant-garde. He's just Uh, dressing so oddly. Yeah. So I think that he's just very like cavalier about the whole thing. Like, yeah, aliens exist, man. I got to objected man you know like very weird and so i do agree with that because i think that it's it was an odd vibe and i Mm. think that's what makes it really hard um to get through this season the end of this season i really enjoy but well that's coming up next week but i do think that that also has to do with a little bit of monica reyes a little bit more skinner a little Mm. bit of an ensemble cast situation well speaking of really weird Frickin' Absalom again. <laughs> yeah, this was, like, fun surprise. It's like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah, so he's in jail, uh, and basically, so, you know, guys, prison librarians delivering stuff. He gets given a book called The Coming Apocalypse. Of course. And sort of, like, carved out inside is an article about this guy from the cold open who was a census worker, it gets revealed. Yeah, so this guy from the cold open is a census worker who, and if you recall anything about previous seasons of the X-Files, the census was done as a way to track and right. catalog, catalog I believe humans. one of the Jeremiah's, not Jeremiah Smith's, like one of the, one of the clones mm-hmm. I remember had worked in the census office. Yeah, and I think that also, I mean, you, what, I think it's season one or season two, they find that, um, that abandoned filing system that has right everybody's um, that has everybody's smallpox no, vaccine DNA sample. Aliens running by. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, they have everyone's like DNA samples as well. So like the whole idea is that we're cataloging humans here. Yeah, aliens are, I should say. So basically, this is what you mentioned. Kirsch calls in Skinner a dog, and this is what you mentioned before, where he's like. Mulder's going to be reinstated, but I don't want him working on the X-Files, but Doggett, you're the one who's going to have to tell him. Yeah, and also it's I don't love this either, because it doesn't make any sense. Like, why does Kirsch want him reinstated? Yeah. Like, is it a political thing? Is it like somebody above him is telling him he has to? Or maybe it's a thing of like if he's... I think it's very much that seasons one and two thing, right, that Deep Throat talked about of like, oh, we need to keep him around because if we fire him, then then he'll run around and start spreading things that we don't want him... We don't want people Uh, to know. I guess so, but I also think that for Kirsch, it's kind of just like, I want to punish him like by keeping him here, but not letting him close enough to do what he loves. I mean, here's what I'll say, at least my impression of Kirsch and like this new role in season eight is uh, he just kind of like sucks as a boss and not yeah. from like a personal like, oh, he's mean, but like 
he just makes a lot of, I don't know, in my opinion, bad decisions. Well, yeah, so he also explains that the reason he doesn't want Mulder on the X-Files is because Doggett's percentage of success rate has been higher since he's been on the Mm X-Files. And it's like, okay, but he's also had less time on the X-Files. So the percentage rate is skewed. Much much more concentrated. (laughs) Yeah, so it doesn't make any sense from a data point perspective. But uh, I guess it's just an excuse he wants to use. Um, Meanwhile, Absalom gets away. He makes the great escape. Uh, So... I'm a little confused as to what he does. Basically, he's working, like, in the yard, and then he just, like, has a a nail stuck through a brick or something, and he kills a guard and runs away. Yes. (laughs) That's exactly right. He found out about, you know, what this guy was doing, and so because he was... Yeah, so it's a work detail. Like, he's, like, out there doing... Yeah, he's, like, like, you know, cleaning up trash on the highway or something. Yeah, exactly, and so he escapes. I'm just intrigued by the nail through the brick. You know, you t- man's got to do what he's got to do. I suppose, Stop though, the but like, that feels like, I don't know, much harder to do than to, to construct a shiv, you know? I don't know how you get a nail through a brick. You know, Michael, I don't know if you're the person to discuss these things. I suppose not. I'm not. I'm far from prison material. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm more avant-garde prison material. Avant-garde prison material. Anyway, so he goes to Doggett's house. Yeah, he he accosts Dog. He basically, like, forces him at gunpoint, basically Yeah, saying, show, him, like, show me your neck. Yeah, basically saying, like, uh... You know, I've been used, you know, before I, I've sort of been like housing various secrets and now I want you to come with me because the invasion has begun and we need to spread the word. Yes. Um, also, the guy from the beginning, his name is Howard Salt, <laughs> which they they reveal here. Do you think he's related to Veruca Salt? Maybe. He never got, never got that bean feast. Um, so, yeah, Absalom's whole plan is to use Doggett to get into what I suspect is some sort of government compound. I can never yeah, tell. I guess, is it like the Census Bureau? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some sort of underground office that has those census So it is the there. Census Bureau, but, you know, it's like one of those, like, database rooms yeah, like from death, the 90s. Like Defcon yeah, this is like census bureau. Pre, pre-terabyte situation. So, um... <laughs> So he, the way he does this to convince Doggett that he's serious is he duct tapes a gun to his back. Yeah. And Doggett's like, do you know what the fuck you're doing? Like, don't blow my head off trying to duct tape a gun to my back. Yeah, but I guess he's at the mercy of this crazed cult leader that he only met a few days ago. Yeah, and this is like a pretty quick... you know, he's go, he wants to get in because he claims that there's data showing that aliens are here in this Census Bureau right. database. And meanwhile, Mulder's doing a very similar thing. Yeah, but well, this is, Absalom gets killed instantly because he goes through a security thing and they find the gun and a security guard shoots him. Yeah, and Doggett says right there and then, like, yeah, you realize that there was an x-ray scanner and they saw the gun attached to my back. Yeah, and now you're dead. Yeah. Like- <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what this dude's Well, he's a little crazy. I think his plan was to just, like, get as far as he can, try to prove it. But, like, he's been in prison. He's not, like, all all there anyway. He's a former cult leader. Um, I guess that's true. He sort of has had his time where, like, his own judgment is clouded, that he's making bad decisions. This part really annoyed the F out of me, though, where Mulder just, like, immediately is like, Doggett, you let him get murdered. Yeah, he straight up, like, shoves Doggett. Yeah. Uh, And this also starts these two episodes. He thinks that he set him up to get killed, like, which is bonkers. Because he feels that, he he knows that Absalom is, like, trying to reveal the truth and thinks that Doggett set him up to purposely kill him. And Doggett's like, what was I supposed to do? I was kidnapped. Yeah, the the most frustrating element about these two episodes is the Mulder dog at pairing you think would be fun, right? It's a little bit like Seinfeld, George and Elaine, yeah. like their Some, common denominator. Yeah, is yeah. But really, these two guys just like 
Don't get along. No, it's not even that. Doggett is willing to get along with Mulder to every extent. He is more than welcoming. He is, at this point, invested in the X-Files. He's not somebody you don't, like, Scully trusts him. So Mulder should have every reason to also sort of be on Doggett's side, welcome him with open arms, like, join him in the crusade. Um, But he's jealous of him. And you think he, that's what it is? Yeah, he like he sees him as his replacement, and at least that's the vibe I get. And yeah. so he's like, "You don't know anything. You're so dumb. Get away from my Scully." Mm, yeah, well, it's not a great look. Really, not a great look. No. Um, and we should also mention here. So Mulder sort of did like his own break in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're basically like. So he had found, he had like done like a, uh, tried to do a wipe of like the, the hard drive. Is this right? before or after Doggett goes to Noel Roar? Um, before. Uh, yeah, before. Because basically before Absalom and Doggett went to the census storage facility, Mulder went like into that concrete Oh yeah, that concrete oasis, This is like, before he does like yeah, the actual he, census. He basically grabs in. the hard drive that Howard Salt was working with. I yeah, think. so he goes into, like he, yeah, he grabs the hard drive out of that computer. And he gets the lone gunman to try to hack it. it. Yeah, try to hack it. Uh, and they, it turns out that it was a bunch of data downloaded from the Census Bureau basically the day that he died. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so... Basically, you know, they're they're trying to get into it. They can't hack it. Firewalls. Yeah, virus, there's like a insert, password, whatever. Techno babble here. Uh, Mulder is like, oh, this means, oh, it's not that you can't do it. It means that you won't. Yeah. Uh, this is America. Just because you get more votes doesn't mean you win. That's <sighs> so shut, stupid. Shut yeah. Up, Mulder. I, yeah, I, I, know, I hate to say it, but bad vibe here. He's just he's I, falling. That's that is. The I know big, it's, it's the intention, but it sucks. It's the big issue with this season, and then he's also in a, like an episode or two of the next season, but mm-hmm. like. The fact that they, like, do him so dirty as a character is just so hard to see. <laughs> yeah, it's just tough to watch him come back, which is this big, exciting event. Yeah. He's back being like, you're all against me. It's just not his character at all. Yeah. I don't know. And again, if they had gone into the fact that maybe he was understandably paranoid with what just happened to him. But it seems like he doesn't even remember that. So no. he's just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this is when Doggett meets with rah, 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 rah. Roll, Noel, Noel Roar. Noel Roar. Uh, like a dull roar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically saying like, uh, hey, you're being used, man. Uh, you're, yeah. like, you're just cogging the machine. And Noel's like, nope. Uh, like don't don't worry about it. Also, you there are three words that are the key to everything that you don't know about. And he tells them, and he tells it to him off screen, and then he reveal. I can't remember. Does he tell her? Or does he hand her like the piece of paper that dramatically says it on it? Uh, no, he. I think he tells her because she Mulder breaks into the Census Bureau with the. This is when he breaks in. He tells, like, he calls Scully, mm-hmm. and while Scully's on the phone with him, I think that's when he says, oh, there's a three-word password we need. Yes. And, she, and Dog, it's like, oh, I know that. Yeah, and it's, fight the future. Who knew that Howard Salt was such a big fan of the X-Files movie? I guess so, yeah. I suppose. And it's a callback. It's, it's a, a weird callback, one. But it's not a callback to anything specific, right? I mean, I think it's just the, the black oil. Yeah, I th- and I think it's it's just one of those, like, typical, it's like the truth is out there, right? It's just, like, one of those typical phrases that gets used yeah, in the X-Files. Yeah, exactly. Nothing, like, incredibly meaningful uh, behind it. Though I do remember, I think... The idea is to, like, fight colonization. Yeah, because I also think fight the future was... I'm trying to remember when how they used it in the movie, right? Like, I think... Well, that's what I'm saying. Sorry. That was, Big that was, yawn. That was something, like, a member of the syndicate said. Yeah, because it's about fighting the colonization. Yeah, exactly. Pushing against that. Uh, so, Skinner is now going to tell Doggett basically this thing of, like, 
oh, you know, there was a notification that Howard Saltz's data had gotten hacked. Yeah. And Doggett says, oh, I know that because I gave Scully the password Yeah, to yeah, it. exactly. And so Mulder had the lone gunman hack it. Yeah, and, and you know, Skinner's like, what side are you on? <laughs> I, I actually, I don't know if this is the intention, but like this literally just made me feel really bad for John Doggett. Yeah, exactly. I think that, I don't know if it's the intention either, but like I I do feel bad for him because I think that he's supposed, you're supposed to love Mulder, you're supposed to love Skinner, and neither, but we also just built up Doggett to be somebody you're supposed to like, so. Yeah, it's just tough because this poor guy is like walking in and trying his best, and they're like, no, you don't understand, like this whole thing's bigger than you, he's like, I'm, yeah, I'm this guy has a lot of patience. Like, I'm trying to catch up. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really trying, and you just keep yelling at me <laughs> yeah. every time I say something. Anyway. So, at this point, uh, basically, we now have Mulder and the Lone Gunman break in. The Lone Gunmen are hilariously decked out yeah. in, like, Mission Impossible-esque and they're black like outfits. Hang- they're basically, like, hanging in an elevator shaft, like, yep. doing their computer stuff. Yeah, because they basically need to, like, hack on the go, right? Like, they need to, like, hack from a certain distance. Yeah, because they need to be able to be like, okay, Okay, door one open, door yeah, two, or whatever. They need to be like his his eyes. Uh, he's wearing a breaks. Britney Spears <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Ready to hit me, baby, one more time. Exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, Mulder is able to sort of like Tom Clancy splinter cell his way in. Yes. So we talked about this before. This like odd census room looks so... It's like very austere. Immaculate. Like, remember that uh, doctor's office we talked about a few yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. ago? It's an OBGYN. <laughs> yeah, it just looks so out of place, but I guess that's the point. Yeah, and I do think that a lot of that stuff is like, okay, you know, we're not going to decorate it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Usually you see it's gray, but I guess it could be white. <laughs> so Mulder is sort of, you know, is going to start hack, hack, hacking away. And yeah, he's basically trying to download all this data. So he starts like the upload process. Yeah, and Doggett appears basically being like dude your life is in danger yeah, he's like pounding on the door and Mulder's just like he's fucking ignoring robinson he's just ignoring him which is like bonkers like this is like a a really like sensitive mission if somebody shows up like screaming like you should just acknowledge them and say like hey like what's up you know like <laughs> like one second please yeah uh, but Mulder again continues to believe that this Doug is just yeah. doing this to keep the data underground, yeah. to keep him from doing this mission. Uh, but it turns out that Doggett is right. Yeah, that uh, Noror leaked the password on purpose. Yeah, and also to the point where they can't even upload the information. Yeah, so the lone gunmen are hanging there and they're like, hey, the you're uploading it to us, but we're not able to get it out. Yeah. We should also mention Mulder's intention here is that he feels like the census data, as you mentioned before, is being used to, as we talked about, like, the next step of colonization, it mm-hmm. seems, is straight up like invasion of the body snatchers. Yes. Taking over out, humans. Switching people out. Yeah, uh, exactly. For aliens. And so he feels like they're using that information to target people. And he, he wants to try to leak it to the press. But yeah, which is like a weird to w- leak. Again, not typical Mulder. You know, Mulder's. This seems more like a season one type yeah, of Mulder thing yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. hey, let me get to the press. I feel like, yeah, season eight Mulder would be more so like, no, the press is in on it as well. I yeah, can't, or I can't even go to like, them. what that's going to accomplish. It's not going to accomplish anything. So, yeah, I don't know. Not great. But as you said, No Roar, you know, sort of gave up the ghost as it was anyway. Now there's a whole SWAT team that is. Black storm- Ops. Yeah, storming the census center. Uh, sort of like trying to think i guess sort of like uh the cuban pete climax and the mask yes exactly so they basically run away yeah they escape through the ceiling seems to be something to do as of late between uh skinner and gibson <laughs> yeah that's and true escape through the ceiling uh and basically this is when doggett confronts no roar for selling him out and he has skinner just sort of like in the background as like as in like you, I, you can't tell on me yeah sort of i guess just like protection too like so that no roar doesn't like 
kill yeah. him outright. And he, well, he tried, and he also tries to threaten, like, demoting him. And Noel Roar's like, no, man, you don't get it. This is the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And as he, as Duggett walks away, you see on the back of Noel Roar's neck these, like, vertebrae sticking yeah, out. Yeah, so we should point that out, that this is the new indicator of... Not the hybrid, but, like, the human-alien, I guess just, I should say, replacement. Yeah, because this is what we saw on the back of Billy Miles, too, I think. Yeah, and this is where, like you said, when Absalom confronts Doggett, he tells him to see the back of his neck. Yes. Uh, so that's clearly the thing is, like, again, between, like, putting the the chip there with Scully and everything. Uh, between, yeah, because it's know, the, the brainstem. Between the alien bounty hunters with the neck pokey thing, like, that is the, their neck lovers. Their neck lovers, and so yeah. so having a nice bulgy neck is a sign now of an alien replacement, and apparently no Roar is one of them. Exactly. Now, do we see him again? I think maybe. I don't remember, though. Because I would imagine, like, either... I could see it go one of two ways. Either, like, oh my god, it's a big deal. This, like, semi-recurring character who's in the government is an alien. Or it's like, <laughs> oh, this is a larger... We won't see him again, but it's almost an indicator of, you know, how deep this thing goes. Yeah, I think that's it. And then I, if we do see him again, it's not, like, super significant. Okay. Well, that being said, this, I feel like, is... I mean, it's a, it's an awkward sort of transition episode, uh, just because again, it it airs right after Mulder comes back, and you sort of have to. I mean, deal it doesn't with it. really lead to anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Mulder trying to do his thing, and then like frustratingly hitting many walls, uh, not necessarily getting on the same page as Doggett. I mean, I guess maybe Doggett finds out more about what's going on with the yeah. conspiracy. Um, and we find out a bit more about how much, you know, things have truly become deeply seated. But I feel like outside of that, it actually was kind of more of a transitional episode than anything. Right. And I think that the following the episode that follows this is more of a monster of the week one and doesn't really have a ton to do with the molder of it all. Like, I don't even think he really appears in it. This is another one with um, uh, Monica Reyes. So, okay. you know, um, I think he he does appear, but it's like more of the clash mm-hmm. of the the Mulder and Doggett stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the one that we skipped where we talked about the. It's more about his son. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there is the clash. Should I stay or should I go? Mulder is constantly questioning, and he will go. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the next episode. Speaking of transitions, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, we are talking Viennin. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk some oil. <laughs> if, we, if we must. <laughs> yeah. So here we are out on the ocean. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, you commented that when we were watching it, and I was like, you were like, another ocean episode. And I was yeah. like, it hasn't really been that like recent that we've had another an ocean episode. No, I guess with the way we're doing it, it feels more recent. Or maybe yeah. it's just the idea that like Piper Maru is something yeah, that's, it's significant. that's in my head. Or what was it? Uh, uh, dot Calm. And whenever we deal with like a, an oil thing, it t- tend to be on a yeah, boat. Whether it's Michael Buble in the sub. Well, yeah, and then there's that one where Krychek comes across on a boat and he yeah. like, carries that guy with him. Yeah, they deal with a, a lot of water uh, with this. This time, though, it's an oil rig. It's at least a little bit different. Yeah, more stationary. Yeah, uh, we should also shout out, because again, Spencer writes in so much to this podcast that he himself works in the oil and gas business, and he says being out on an oil rig, like, it's truly so isolationist yeah, that it almost it makes feels sense. like you're on a separate planet. So no, actually, that makes sense. The setting for this actually is, is kind of fun. It's almost like something akin to The Thing. Yeah. Where it's just so, especially when they quarantine the place, it's just like so isolated. Well, that was what the, the big thing was. that It was almost their turn to rotate out and they're mm. now being stuck there. It's like, you know, it's it's what happened to everybody in 2020 when we were told it was only two weeks. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like, nope, another two weeks, another two weeks. And it's like, ah, I'm going to go crazy. There's not even hockey to watch. There's not even hockey to watch because they the communications are immediately knocked out. <laughs> yeah, so we should see these guys are just sort of getting some, you know, some slop or whatever. We are introduced to, I think, the main guy uh, who has a mustache. What's his name? Tom? Todd? <laughs> um. I don't think his name is Todd. I think the one guy is Diego, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about MC Ganey. What is oh, the name of his character? I don't remember. Mustache Man. Mustache Man. We should know that. Yeah, we should probably... I mean, listen, they sort of mentioned his name, but he's going to be sort of the main uh, stick in the mud, I should say, because it's clear that he's infected. Uh, but yeah, it's fun for me. Again, always love when a lost actor appears on TV. MC Ganey, very much known for his fake beard as Tom Friendly. Now he gets a mustache to go alongside it. So clearly he and facial hair to go together incredibly well. Uh, but yeah, we're cold open where there are a couple of Spanish speaking workers. On the oil <laughs> yeah. Rig. So, I mean, I, it's a it's an oil rig. There's there's probably people who are, you know, working it. Well, from, we should also mention that it's this the Gulf. is the Gulf. So it's sort of like in the middle of. Yeah. Yeah. So there's American and Mexican workers. Yeah, and Mexican nationals is is kind of the reference they make later. Um, but yeah, basically, <laughs> they, this guy, one of them, um, I think this is Simon. Theodore. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, one of them, whoever, uh, whoever it is, he... Ends up sort of like uh, one of the guys who's cutting up some roast beef. Although we should just, I was just going to say, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but um, one of them is not Mexican, okay. but he's indigenous heritage. But okay. that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but he basically absconds with a knife that was left behind, sneaks into the communication station, kills the technician, 
and he also like busts up all the communication yeah. equipment as well. And then the guy, and then MC's like, uh, uh, he shouldn't have done that. And starts glowing. Yeah, he goes, a la Max. He in goes, now Max. you've done it. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he glows by to the point where it's almost like uh, an x ray perspective. Like we see his skeleton. Yeah, and we see that in that episode with Max, um, from previous seasons where he's basically, um, turning it into like a big burst of radiation. Mm-hmm. Bo Taylor is MC Ganey's character's name. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I, I, liked, like, I like that name. Bo Taylor. Yeah. Sounds like an oil worker name. Like a Bo. Bo um, Taylor. But yeah, so we're we're sort of uh, left to believe that um, something fishy's going on in an alien way here. And it's not just the fishies around them. No. So, And then we see the black oil go over someone's eyes, right? Uh, we know. This no, is where we no, just no. See, we, We'll see it later, but in this one, he just grows bright. Though we did see, when he kills the communication worker, like, doesn't something crawl underneath his skin or something? Yeah, the black oil. Yeah, but I don't think we saw that it was, like, officially black oil at that point. Though I feel like it is a bit on the nose to have black oil involved in an oil rig. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dog, well, that's dog. what they say. Is that, I mean, that's where it's coming from. Is it's It was one of those extraterrestrial viruses that was mm-hmm. here before humans, you know? Yeah, dog Duggan makes a fun reference to it later, though, right? When he just, like, <laughs> yeah. takes a finger full and he's like, okay, is this going to kill me? Um, speaking of which, so Doggett is going to find Mulder just, like, down in the X-Files. Again, despite the fact that he is n- no longer working there, he has made his way down, he knows the way, and he's basically, like, investigating what came across their desk, the well, death yeah, of the soil worker. Yeah, and Doggett's like, I didn't think it was worth investigating, and then Mulder's like, you don't think anything, and Doggett goes into this whole spiel about how he's like, no, no, I know all about this. Like, yeah. Mulder's like, you don't know anything about this oil. Yeah, I love this. So, uh, me and Mulder's like, no, you don't understand. The wounds match this happened. Doggett's like, oh, you mean blah, 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 and basically describes, like, the past seven seasons of well, mythology. He, yeah, he's just like, in this case, and that case, and this case, I went through all of your case files. Like, I'm a good FBI agent. Yeah, come <laughs> I'm on. I'm doing my job. I know every single thing about it. Uh, but at least Mulder believes that the massive flash burns that happened on 90% of this body match up with, like you said, what happened in the Mac situation. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, I think we got an alien situation here. And Doggett's like, okay, well, I will go investigate because I work on the X-Files. So we should note here, Scully is like oddly... Chase is a weird word, but she's so separated from location perspective the entire episode. It is incredibly odd to me. Well, I think it's just because they're not going to... I mean, Jillian Anderson, first of all, they're trying to phase her out. Second of all, her character's pregnant. They're not sending her to an oil rig. Yeah, but that being said, like, she'll call them and she calls them in this next scene from Kirsch's office. Like, I'm a little confused as to... Well, because I think that they're supposed to, um... that Mulder, um is getting them in trouble, basically. Right. I, yeah. just, I just found it odd that I think, with the exception of maybe this scene, I feel like Scully is going to be Separated. either in this office or, like, in the doing an autopsy. Just I don't a, find it weird, but okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, they're meeting with the oil company. Because uh, the oil company basically, like, found out what was happening. Um, yeah, and they're like, they're like, you can't, you can't shut us down. Like, yeah, exactly. We, you can't do an investigation. That's going to be bad. Please, we're all about the bottom line here. Yeah, exactly. Except they're not I'm very sad Texan. they're not big Texan people with, like, giant hats or anything. No, I think they're, they're from a Mexican company. I forgot, what's, what's the name of the company? I forgot. It begins with a G. Like, Stop asking me these Gil, things. Gilfoil. <laughs> it's uh, Galplex. <laughs> that was close. Gilfoil oil. Maybe that's why I thought of oil. Uh, so, 
now basically dog- yeah the, they're like no it was an explosion moving on yeah exactly and they're like ah something's fishy here so Doggett is going to fly out to the rig along with a new communications officer because they obviously need someone to replace yeah. him and they're like hey i'm the fbi guy they said well we already got one of those and it turns out that Mulder is there too <sighs> Mulder. So do you think he just he, like, like arrived earlier in the day? Did he like bluff his way onto a helicopter saying he was the FBI agent? He, well, I think I'm not sure how he got there, but when he arrived, he was like, oh, I'm from the FBI. Right. So I imagine, though, if, if he's arranging for transport, like he'd had to have, I don't know, lied about something. I'm sure. Because this is a case he's not assigned to. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, maybe does he fake being John Doggett? Does he say that he's the one assigned to You know, to these the are details that they don't care about, so I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. So Mulder and Doggett are going to go talk to Bo Taylor. And yes. So Bo, I couldn't tell if he is lying here or not, that he says that the guy who died had tried to sabotage the oil rig and start a gas explosion. Like, I know... No, he's lying. Well, I know he destroyed the communication equipment, but I didn't know how far it went, you know? No, no, no. He's lying. He's saying that that guy destroyed the communication equipment and then Bo killed him. Right. I just didn't know if there was another sort of, like, scheme to also, you know, blow up the rig at the same time. These two guys are... They're not infected. Mm-hmm. And so they see what's happening. Right. And what they're trying to do is shut down this oil rig and yep. keep it from happening. Like, they're trying to kill everybody mm-hmm. to stop it from spreading. Yeah, that you makes know. sense. Hey, listen, they're, they're martyrs uh, for being able to do that in a place And that I don't live. think they want to be. <laughs> no, but exactly. They're sort of, like, they, they forced a, to. Diego, Diego had a poor family to get back to. Yeah, and so he's claiming that, like, this guy, LaCruz, tried to blow up the oil rig, which, like, he sort of did, but at the same time did not succeed. So, right, so that's why I was confused, was that it was clear he, there were some efforts of sabotage, but at this moment, we... Not blow we, up anything. We didn't know why. Uh, Mulder and Doggett are going to get into an argument here. Basically, like, we get to the bottom line as to why these two guys are not into each other, Mulder doesn't think Doggett cares, and Doggett thinks that Mulder is constantly stepping over the line and getting in his way. Yeah, <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think both are semi-true, in a manner of speaking, but I think that Mulder has the weaker argument. He does, because I think that for him, he's he's just not willing to see Doggett as somebody who could be an asset or a partner. Right, exactly. His mind has not been open to like, oh, there can be someone else in the X-Files as well who cares about something. Uh, There's a funny exchange here where Doggett tells Mulder you could find a conspiracy at a church picnic. Yeah. Mulder replies, what church? What church, yeah. (laughs) No, but that's true. That's Mulder's vibe, for sure. Yeah. I would like to imagine him to get sent to a church picnic, though, and see how that happens. Yeah. Uh, so Scully is doing an autopsy here, as she which does. she's not supposed to be doing. Yes, uh, but she's a medical doctor. Uh, yeah, because basically the the her orders right were to just like ship this body to Mexico and be done with yeah. it. Um, but she notices that the body was clearly affected by the virus, but it did not die of the virus. Yeah, so the body had the virus in it, but because he was an indigenous Mexican national, so of of Mexico, but of the the specific indigenous people in Mexico, he had an immunity to this virus. Right, so that's what she said, is that the virus was in his system, but it didn't kill him, the radiation did. Yes, exactly, and it it killed the virus, too. Yeah. So it was like a, a, a not Almost like a live. chemotherapy that also kills your body. Yes, correct. <laughs> so Scully immediately upon seeing this basically tells Skinner, you got to order the, the... You got to quarantine shit. Quarantine or evacuate, whatever you want to do. We got to save Doggett. Uh, and Skinner says, no, no, I won't do it without evidence. Uh, but they do they do it anyway. Yeah, and Doggett and Mulder do find evidence of the black oil. Yeah. But... Um, we should also mention here 
that the new comms guy, you know, Bo Taylor comes striding in and new comms guy says, oh, you're not going to believe this. There's interference on the radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Something mysterious. He's like, something mysterious indeed. And this is when we see that black oil come seeping out from every orifice in his face. Yeah. And then we also I, I forgot how visceral that is, by the disgusting. way. Yeah. We're also told, I think at this point as well, they're like, we're going to quarantine this station. Yeah. Because Scully now directly contacts the Mul- rig. Yeah, the rig. And and tells Mulder, and is like, I want to tell you about what I found. I want to quarantine the the rig. Mulder is a douche here where she's like, you have to let Agent Doggett know. Doggett walks in like, oh, who's that? And Mulder hangs up and is like, no, uh, nobody. <laughs> He's so douchey. But yeah, so they go out and the, the I guess the, what you would call like a foreman, like the, the head oil guy is like, um, these are all my men. Like, this yeah. is everybody. And he's like, well, you have 19 people on this list. There's only 18 people here or whatever. And they realize Diego de la Cruz is missing. Diego Garza. I think Diego de- Gar- Garza. Yeah, Simon de-, de la Cruz. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we did see him initially when, when Doggin and Mulder first got there, there was a shot of them, him sort of like hiding underneath the rafters yeah. initially, uh, which makes sense now given everything because, yeah, he wants to remain as like squirreled away as possible to avoid any sort of black oil. Yeah. And so Doggett and Mulder are trying to find this guy because they believe he also is not infected. Mm-hmm. He's also a, like an, an indigenous people. And so he they're going to go try to find him. But. You know, there's other stuff going on, too. Right. Uh, and this is also where the oil company, they're sort of working against the clock here for many reasons. Yeah, because the oil company's like, I, unless you find definitive proof, we are sending these guys home and yeah, rotating because again, the if you shut down this oil rig, this means that there's money lost for he, us. He basically said it was like $150,000 a day, mm-hmm. uh, or $150,000. Million dollars a day, day? something ridiculous. And it was like, okay, well, yeah, that's big. That's big number. Yeah. Well, especially because basically the reason why they're out there is because there's like this. There's a new oil. Yeah. There's a new oil province, I think is what they call it. Uh, And basically it might extend into Mexican territory. It might not. But essentially like they They want to get the oil out before anyone finds out. (laughs) And then the oil breaks. It feels like it's been a while since we've dealt with that. I don't know. I feel like most of the oil's been found. Have you seen any shows that deals with that time period? Hmm. Except for Kiss Me Kate, where she mails that oil guy. I suppose. So. I'm just trying to think if you have if you have seen any sort of like no I don't no know, no like the Hatfields and the McCoys like back in the yeah days yeah no the, I the Gold Rush. I'm sorry, but I am a Regency era. I know England. sometimes you do. You're not going to watch like Yellowstone 1883 or anything like we'll that. We'll see, maybe. Yeah, with the I think that's Faith Faith Hill is in that. Yeah, I prefer pre-industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I do love a Victorian you, age. If you show me a factory, I swear to God. I swear to God, do not show me steam. <laughs> These things better be horsepower. Damn better it, better be horse-drawn carriages and bonnets and. And kings and queens, yeah, or yeah, that's say, it. Do you deal with Renaissance stuff? You're watching the Medici's. I am. I'm watching those Medici's. Those Dang. Medici's. So much cheese. So much cheese. So basically, uh, yeah. So the we all, the the guys catch that the radio room is now on fire. Uh, Dog it does specifically, and he as he tries to put it out, Diego Garza knocks him out and sort of like doesn't take Drags him, prisoner, him, yeah, but sort of like takes him aside to sort of give his yeah. own story. Well, he also cuts him his arm to yeah, check to, make sure to he has see. Black blood. Yeah. I gotta or, say, no red blood. Yeah, well, to, to see if he has black yeah. oil, I should say. Um, but basically, Kirsch. He's is, like, F this. Yeah, well, Kirsch has now figured out that Scully, like, you know, this is when he comes in and is like, why isn't this body sent off to Mexico? Yeah. He basically knows that her and Skinner were the ones to order the rig closure without him and is like, 
Something smells funny about this. Smells like molder. <laughs> yeah. Which is also like a little stupid because they've, Scully and Doggett have been doing this kind of crap like the entire season prior mm-hmm. to Mulder even coming back. So it's like he shouldn't be this suspicious that it has to be Mulder, but I, whatever. I don't know. I just imagine him as sort of like the beleaguered principal, like yeah. Mulder. Yeah, exactly. So he's got it out for him. Yeah, so we go through a conversation here with Diego and Doggett. Uh, good thing Doggett knows Spanish. because He able knows to, a like, little. He's able to make his way through the conversation. Though. Yeah, and he's figuring out that this guy is trying to shut it down. Right, that he is immune to it, but like he, there, that there's essentially an invasion that he's trying to stop. Yeah. Afraid that the infected were using the radio to essentially you know, get people there and spread it outside of the oil yes, rig. Yes, exactly. Um, and Doggett promises Diego that if, you know, hey, if you come out of hiding and you help us, I'll get you back to your family. Yeah, which is so he's sad. He's a good person, Mulder, damn it. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, so now the, what's his name? Tom Bosley, Bo Bo Taylor. Taylor is going to fight Doggett. Bo Burnham. Try to, try to oil him, and Mulder knocks him out. Yeah, so Mulder knocks him out, and um, what happens now? They so, yeah. the, so they hold themselves up in... I don't think this is the communications room, though, right? No, it's just like kind of like, a, like an extra little like room somewhere. But there's a fun shot here where there's a slow pan around of you see Bo Taylor breaking, trying to break yeah. down the door, and then it whips around to show that Every other oil worker has like shown yeah. up and is mindlessly standing there, waiting, ready to swarm them. Yeah, it's terrifying because <laughs> yeah, it's a realization, right? Like again, we don't know anything about what's going on, and then once we get this load of information thrown to us via Diego, now we're like, oh, everybody's every infected. single person is infected. At yeah, this first point. you think like, oh, it's just Bo Taylor, maybe a few others, but no, it's the entire oil rig. So they were like trying to do the best thing they could by shutting it down. Yeah, so. Scully is able to get through to them briefly, and it says that she's basically sending choppers to pick them up, and they just need to, you know, tough it out until then. Mulder suddenly realizes, you know, what Diego had essentially told them, and he destroys the radio. Exactly. And interestingly enough, when he does, they all gone. Yeah, which is crazy. But then they have this issue where everything's on fire and is going to explode. And <laughs> Yeah, so I was confused about this. Was it just that the radio, was it like an attractor? Was it just that, oh, it's a threat of like, hey, if they're using the radio, but and once it's destroyed, they're like, no harm, no foul? I guess. It's not really explained. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure how primal that instinct was, you know? Like, wasn't a magnet or you something? You know, I'm not sure. I think it's probably more of a communication tool than a magnet, but... Mm-hmm. So... At this point, like you said, uh, you know, essentially they're going to start setting the rig on fire. Doggett refuses to leave initially without Diego Garza, but unfortunately, poor Diego Garza was radiated off screen. Right, and there was actually a lot of controversy about this episode when it came out. Oh, really? Because of the portrayal, uh, and continued portrayal of Hispanic and Latino characters on television. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those ones Why, where... Why, like that he couldn't speak English? It's just or- a negative portrayal, you know, particularly, you know, that, yeah, he couldn't speak English. English. He was, you know, somebody who was othered. He mm-hmm. was not, you know, considered, you know, part of anything, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, this was actually one of the things that spurred major broadcasters um, to sign agreements, basically instilling a head of diversity in oh, nice. each network. So, okay, well, good on. I VN. mean, there were a bunch of other shows too, like Law and Order, and like, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So. Um, well, Diego Garza's legacy lives on, I suppose. Yes, truly. So uh, we have a big action moment. Uh, maybe arguably, in my opinion, like one of the 
biggest budget action moments that I've seen in the X-Files where... <laughs> yeah, and Mulder, I'm not even sure how they do it. Like, where, it, it, like Yeah, where Mulder and Doggett essentially jump off the rig as it's exploding behind them. It really does seem like the third act climax out of, like, Die Hard or Lethal Weapon or something. Yeah, and so, I mean, we should mention that this entire episode was filmed... Well, not entire, but a majority of it was actually filmed on an oil rig. Which I so. can imagine. I feel like you can't get those externals on a sound set. Yeah, you know? and they had to film between sunrise and sunset, basically, you know, because... Right. The whole it, filler on the in one method. in one day mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah because it also is a, a working oil rig <laughs> exactly um but yeah i mean i thought it, it looked pretty pretty legit there was one shot that looked kind of keyed out where oh you like, mean when they're jumping yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah, it yeah. looked like they were like jumping. i just meant the entirety of the episode looked good but. yeah but i, I like this moment because it's one of those things where i'm like is this the x-files are they really jumping off of an exploding oil rig this is the X-Files? <laughs> yeah, there was a, a lot of CGI there. Um, you know, they ha- basically combined footage of the rig with footage of exploding with, you know, it was one of those things, um, composited shots. And then yeah. the other thing was the black oil, which I looked up as chocolate and molasses syrup. Oh, boy. Um, so it was used for that visual effect. Sounds yummy. Um, so now that these two are safe, I'm assuming that the, they were able to, like, float bob for a little bit before the choppers pick them up. Yeah. Um, this is also the second to last time you will ever see Black Oil. Wow. It appears talking- one more time in the series finale. Wow. So, so the episode prior to the series finale. Are we talking like like sea-based black oil? Are we talking black oil in general? No, it's just in a flashback. Interesting. So this is it from a realist So I guess it was this idea of like, hey, we eradicated it, but there was another like almost strain that was going to be coming up from this new province. And yeah, this got and now it's done. Well. Yeah, but you'll see it again in a flashback and then that's it. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I, what I do like about it is if the storyline is that dog, it is still someone who's a bit skeptical and luckily we don't have seven seasons of Scully being like, I didn't see the Yuji Oto <laughs> pass by overhead. Yeah, he gets it pretty quickly. And, as Mulder tells him like you were there you saw it like you can't deny it but this is like not the first time that we see Doggett this happened to Doggett too because like he sees the stuff with Scully and he's like yeah "Yeah, no I saw that saw that guy appear out of nowhere yeah that's true so Mulder debriefs it seems like for the umpteenth time the incident has sort of been like swept under the rug you know they're still drilling they're they're built a new rig I suppose and Mulder admits that he took the fall and is subsequently fired at big step. Big, yeah, big he's step. never, I mean, he's been put on suspension, he's been put on leave, on paid leave, you know, right. he's he left like, on his own, he had to be he's listening, been missing. Listening to radios. Yeah, but now he's fired. Yeah, which is wild. <laughs> I don't know what a non-FBI Mulder is going to do with his life, and I don't think neither does he. No, and that's, I think, I mean, I think that he'll continue down this road of trying to figure things out, but how's he going to pay his bills? Yeah, I mean, he, listen, that waterbed doesn't pay for itself. I think that's gone. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, probably after that. Well, whole, when he like, returns home, remember, she's like, he's like, it looks different. She's like, it's clean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it's the, I don't know, maybe that was the whole uh, time loop episode that he decided he, yeah, to do Yeah, exactly. With that. Yeah, so it's, it's wild that Mulder is gone. I mean, I'm glad it's sort of his, like, Again, if you need to get the company off the show, I do feel like this is the way to do it because there is this sort of unchecked box of Mulder's still around, but he doesn't want to be part of the X-Files on a weekly basis. What do you do? And so I think it leaves actually a new exciting opportunity for this character of what could possibly happen? What does civilian Fox Mulder look like? You know, does he become sort of a Max type who just starts a blog or whatever and like becomes a recluse? Does he try well, to get a job with another government institution? You'll see. 
we'll see. Uh, so yeah, that's how Viennin leaves things. I think a more enjoyable and much more climactic episode. I think I got more of the Mulder Doggett dynamic. Here. Well, and yeah, they, they sort of have. I think Mul- what Mulder implies and appreciation. That's right. I think that this the final scene implies that Mulder has at least like a begrudging. If not respect, at least like acknowledgement of. Well, Doggett. and so the episode that we're going to skip, we're going to be moving to the last two episodes of the mm-hmm. season, right? We're going to be skipping alone, alone, which is an episode where you do get more of the trust built between Mulder and Doggett. So basically, Scully's going to go on maternity leave, and they hire this uh, like FBI agent who's like a, a fan girl of mm-hmm. the X Files oh, to replace her to be Doggett's partner. And then there's like a Monster of the Week type thing where they end up going missing, and Mulder takes it upon himself to find them. And then like Doggett's hurt in the hospital, and at the end he tries to give Doggett his Apollo medallion. If you mm-hmm. remember that, oh yeah, 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 and Doggett's like, I'm not gonna, you know. I'm not going to take that, but you can give it to Harrison, the like girl who is was like obsessed with them. Um, Wait, so someone was obsessed with like this specific X Files? That's so interesting. With the the division of right, the X Files, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like oh my god, you're Mulder. Yeah, exactly. Like very much Weird. so, like a fan girl vibe. But um, yeah, I mean, she ends up not being his partner in the next season. But I think it was more to just kind of show that things were moving away from the Scully Mulder and mm-hmm. then the Scully Doggett. Um, but yeah, so this was, uh, I think that's a good episode too, because clearly Mulder has a little bit more love for Doggett there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, before we move on here, who should we spook? Who you spook of the week? It's the spook of the week. <laughs> I think my theme song um, did eighth, ninth through our... Sure, I think through. the first spook has gotta be that guy who jumps over the wall. Oh, yeah, Howard Salt. Howard Salt, and then probably Bo Taylor. Um, I would say spook number one to me is Absalom. Oh, right, 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 right. Good, good one, good spooky. one. And then the, I'd probably go with Bo, with Bo Taylor here, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. All right, here we are. Last two episodes of yes. season eight of The X-Files, Essence and Existence. They sound like perfume names. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, like you said, it's obvious what they're setting up for season nine. So I'm really intrigued to see how that plays out in the finale. And I would imagine also phasing out, you know, it almost seems like we've, we're already phasing out Mulder, but I'm assuming this is how they phase out Scully as well. Well, so. and Scully, like they, tr- they attempt to, but she does end up coming back as a season regular for season nine. So it's a little confusing. Oh, weird. Yeah. She's in the, she's, they wanted, she was planning to leave, but she doesn't leave. She sticks it through to the series finale. Okay. Did she, it was it because she just assumed that it would go on for like two or three more seasons. Then when they found out there was yeah, only one more, yeah, I, like, oh, so. I can stick it out. Yeah, I think probably something like that. But anyway, um, we're talking babies. We're talking. Ooh. We're talking cry check. We're talking super soldiers. My God, everything we're talking, on my shopping list. Is we're talking off. obsessive cultists. We're, Amazing. It's a lot, but it's a good two episodes. I think you get a lot of uh, Monica Reyes, which I enjoy. Yeah, I'm excited to. Again, we we only touched upon her very briefly, so I'm excited to get to her. Next week, one of the new faces of the X-Files, soon to become a permanent face. Uh, so, Well, a season face. Uh, so, yeah, permanent face for one season. Uh, so yeah, as we finish off another season, almost at, we're really in the final you know, couple laps. Yeah, um, and we'll yeah. see how much we do cover of season nine. Yeah, we're still debating in, in the like interim as to how we want to do it, if we're still going to do like our two episodes a week, if it's going to be just like a... 
hey, here's some a handful of episodes from season from the first half and a handful of episodes from the second yeah, half. Yeah, doing podcasts ta- together. And we talk about, yeah, talk about it more in like broad strokes approaches. Not entirely sure because, yeah, I think it's safe to say if season eight is not much to write home about, I think season nine, you don't even get a pen and envelope out <laughs> by comparison. And then you go into season 10 and season 11. Well, yeah, we're not, we are flat out not doing that. Maybe we'll do an episode where like you talk to me about I'll what just happens. talk about it, yeah. It's, um, I mean, broad strokes for sure for those. Absolutely. So, obviously, we're we have- talking wigs. We're talking. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, they do give Scully a wig at some point. Um, I the think aging. in season 10, she doesn't. She has blonde hair. And so they put a wig on her that's red hair. It's very weird. Wait, just have her just dye her hair. What's the problem? I think in some episodes she couldn't because she was doing something else, too. So. Oh, gotcha. Uh, all right. Well, you know what to do if you have thoughts about essence and existence. Bloom files at postshowrecaps.com. X files at postshowrecaps.com. At Ange at a Mike Bloom type at Posho Recaps. Hey, we're covering The Witcher at the same time. Wait, wait, wait what? Oh no! Wait a minute. <laughs> was I talking with you about The Witcher, or was I talking about your alien replacement? I don't know. Show me your neck. No. Oh God! It's a secret. Oh no! That just implies further corroboration. Well, we're covering The Witcher. Uh, we're doing weekly episodes for that, even though the season has came out. We talked about episode two, which was a lot of fun. So if you're a Witcher fan, check that out, whether you've binged the entire season or just watching it one episode at a time. We have you covered in both viewing patterns. So check that out, as well as all the other great stuff we have going on on post-show recaps. Again, apologies for a bit of a delay in recording. Uh, I know this also does, is not coming out on Sundays, which is when it typically comes out. But I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's also a weird schedule with the holidays as well, so I hope uh, everyone you know is, had a great set of holidays as we sort of segue into the new year. 2022, Angela, is going to be the year where Ba-boom. we finish the X-Files, uh, maybe sooner rather than later, but it's it's odd to say after we started this, like, you know, third week of January 2021. Wild times. Oh, speaking of concluding watch-alongs, I talked uh, about Lost for eight hours the other week. I know. I admit the royal you might not know. Uh, so if you're a fan of that and you somehow don't know about that, yeah, we talked about the end for a long time. Oh my god, forever. Yeah, season eight, talking eight hours uh, about, I don't know Wild. why. Just crazy. I don't know how you do it. I honestly don't know either. I don't know how many cogent thoughts possibly came out of my mouth during a third of a day. Well, it's like you talk, you have your podcast, but then you also do this thing where you guys rewatch with the patrons. Yep. So you not only have a patron rewatch where you talk about the episode, you then talk about it for another six hours. Not oh, six hours. I don't know. I we, don't. we watch it for an hour. We talk for like 15 minutes beforehand and 15 minutes No, afterwards. but I mean, then your podcast. And then we're talking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'd like to talk about Lost. And we had a lot <laughs> to say, surprise, surprise, about one of the most polarizing episodes, not only of the show, but of finales, period. So I'll be intrigued to see what the X... We know we're one step closer to the series finale of the X-Files. I am really intrigued to see how this UFO lands in many ways. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. But I don't want to give anything away. Well, first, we got to yeah. finish off season eight, though. And that's what we're doing next week with Essence and Existence. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to Corey B for his fantastic theme song for The Bloom Files. We'll be back next week. Until then, case closed. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.